This week's episode of To The Top Talk is brought to you by CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com Talking Southern Miss athletics with some pretty knowledgeable Southern Miss fans. Great place to go, unvarnished, unfiltered. You won't have to sift through the propaganda. Southern Miss fans, check it out. CollegeSportsUnfiltered.com you are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How are you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington and Jason Bailey. I'm Jamie Arrington, he's Jason Bailey. Take it away, Jason. Greetings and salutations. How's everybody doing? Uh, we're, week, we're, we're, we're in game week, right? Uh, less than a week away. Took me a little stroll around campus this morning with the fam. And uh, man, fired up. It's football season. If this is your first time listening, we are here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi golden eagles if you're heading to town this season if you're heading to hattiesburg for games or not for games be sure to check out our friends at the courtyard by marriott just off of i-59 great location you're sitting there right next to mugshots you're not that far from the campus uh comfortable stay each and every time i i I don't stay in hotels in hattiesburg but when i do i always stay at the courtyard by marriott Oh, uh, before we get into everything else, uh, it was announced this week that friend of the show, former Golden Eagle linebacking great Marshant Kenny will be joining the Southern Miss ESPN Plus broadcast team alongside Jason Baker. So congratulations to Marshant. I'm sure he'll do an incredible job. We'll be at the games, so I guess we'll have to watch him on the replay. Yeah, would, you couldn't pick a better guy for it, man. A guy that not only is a really a kind of a living legend, just Southern Miss royalty, but um, you know he's still into it. Still loves the Golden Eagles. Comes back to all the stuff anyway. So couldn't have a better guy to uh, alongside Baker there in the booth. I'm I'm looking forward to it. So it's game week, like you mentioned. Uh, you can feel the anticipation. You can feel the anticipation building. Um, I'm excited. You're excited. I, I turned on YouTube on the television yesterday and watched. If you if you start watching one of the highlights from Conference USA on the Southern Miss game, it'll take you back to the previous one. So it was just it was this constant loop of 10, 15-minute games going on while I was <laughs> doing stuff around the house. So it was pretty cool. So I kind of got to wet my whistle and remind me of some of the, the things that I might have forgot from last season, whether it be uh, you know tendencies, personnel, and the like. I mean, it's only mm-hmm. highlights. I didn't watch the whole game. But they took the stadium app down off of Roku. So I used to be able to go in there and watch full games huh. on that. That's one of those things that I don't really get back into until I have to get back into it. Right, so right. That's when I call you. I'm like, hey, how did I do that again? How did you? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I could go on Facebook, but I don't know. I don't have it set up to work and watch Facebook on my TV screen. But anyways, that's beside the point. Mm-hmm. Getting the anticipation ready. So it's game week. So a couple of things happening this week leading up to the game as normal. So the Golden Eagle Hotline is back on. It starts as of this recording. It will start tomorrow, which is August the 26th at Walk-Ons. In Hattiesburg. Very cool. It's going to be taking place from 12 to 1, and the show will broadcast later in the day from 7 to 8 on the IMG Sports Network Southern Miss affiliates, including Rock 104. Now, I don't 
I didn't really listen to it much last year, but it says that fans at the restaurant restaurant can ask questions during the show via a microphone that will be available to the audience, or you can send in questions prior to the show via Twitter, Facebook, or email. So they didn't have the mic there. In, no, no, they had the mic inside the restaurant. Did they have it in there? Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I can never make that noon thing. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, I, I like the way they tried to, to do a little bit different. Um, the whole thing went awry back when, you know, Ellis, that guy yeah. was here. Okay. And they changed it. I, I wish they maybe would go back to the, just the, the full on call in maybe, but, yeah. um, but you know, I do, I love the move to, to walk-ons. That place is yeah. awesome. And let's, let's get, let's get those guys on board. It seems like they're full fledged. If anybody hadn't been in there, they got Southern Miss stuff throughout, like the whole wall painted with the, uh, kind of a collage of, of like an in-game, uh, stadium shop. So yeah, it's cool. I've, I've only been there a few times, but every time it's been awesome. I guess you don't have to sit through Skeeter calling in from wherever, and <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> but anywho, so you got that going on. Then on Friday, the the Friday football luncheon is back at Mugshots every Friday before home games uh, from eleven thirty to one p.m. Uh, then later Friday, you get the Pride preview, and Friday night at the Fountain, that's back. Hmm. And then we get to game day, which is Saturday. Now we're gonna go set up tailgate Friday. I already started kind of thinking about the inventory, yep. thinking about getting things together. Do you have some tailgate tips for the listeners out there? I do, and we've done this before, but I just wanted to kind of remind everybody. Even though you might be a, you know, a, a, you might have been tailgating for quite a while now, uh, I put together a few tailgate tips. Just go ahead and pull out all the gear that you have and check it out. I'm talking tents, coolers, decorations, extension cords, uh, whatever kind of games that you have, tables, all that kind of stuff. Pull it out. Dust it off. Make sure it's all still there. Make sure you know where it is. You don't want to wake up the day of and not know where any of your stuff is. Also, um, I had this. We had this happen to one of like the people that tailgates with us. Cooper. Uh, Cooper bought a brand new tent. Was so fired up about it. Um, hadn't checked it. Uh, he's had it. I think about a month now. Pulled it out the other day. There was a big slash in the uh, in in the tent part, like the, oh. the canvas or whatever, like the the canvas or whatever you call the tent part. Yeah. So even if you just bought a brand new thing, go ahead and open that up. He wasn't so fortunate because he went back up to Sam's and they had already ran out. So he's just out of luck. He doesn't have one. But so I'm just saying, like, you know, even if you just bought the thing, you might want to just check on it. Um, if possible, go ahead and swing by campus. See if your spot is there. Uh, I think it was last year, maybe a couple years ago, they resodded some stuff. So there's a few games where you couldn't get on it. Um, if that's the case, you want to go ahead and find you a new spot maybe. Um Let's see. Uh, locate your parking pass and your and your season tickets. Sounds elementary. And you and I live as close to the stadium that if we forget it when we get over there, not that big of a deal. But especially if you're driving from out of town, you want to get all the way here, and then you don't know where your tickets are. Oh, no. They're at the house, or you forgot your parking pass or whatever. Not a good thing. Um, I do think that on, on yeah. the, the parking pass, you probably just want to go ahead and put that in the car. Yeah. Um, but on the season tickets, I found this out last year because I forgot, well, I grabbed the wrong tickets to one of the games. I found out if you're a season ticket holder, you can go back to the ticket booth and they can print off your tickets. Huh. So if you get in, into a bind. Good to know. Cause you got to go all the way back to the house. I had to go all the way back to the house. I missed like the first quarter. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. Um, also, uh, go ahead and make a phone call. Try to get a head count of, of how many people might be coming. I know in our situation, uh, sometimes we have two tents. Sometimes we have three tents. Homecoming is usually like a four-tent kind of day. But you don't want to get out there with just a couple tents, and you got people like spread out in the sunshine and all that. Um, especially, especially in August. Yeah, that very first game. But it looks like that first game is going to be pretty nice weather. I saw a high of 88, low of 66, I think. 
or somewhere around there. Yeah. Which is just incredible for this time of year. I, I hope that doesn't mean any kind of rain. But it didn't say rain. So, I don't you, know. You, it's tough to trust until you get to the day. I mean, even yeah. the day of, there's times it'll be like 70% chance of rain. We and should just it, tell everybody to just, can you just put out a super duper optimistic forecast? Just fake everybody out. Because you know a lot of people around here, if there's like a 31% chance of rain, they're just out. Can you put like a hair frizz forecast? Like with the... <laughs> we'll take it. We'll whatever take it, whatever yeah. puts them in there. Um, but yeah, get, get yourself a head count and, um, and go ahead and stake out your spot. Um, figure out what time you're going to be there on Saturday. Again, you don't want to wake up the day of and just throw a plan together right away. Especially if you're dealing with you know a wife and a baby and stuff like that. <laughs> Because you want to get out there a lot more early than they probably want to get out there. Um, in my case, I have to figure out where Junior, Junior Eagle Funland is. I think this year is going to be the year I'm going to have to start to take Jack to Junior Eagle Funland. And I think that it's in the Payne Center parking lot. Do you know? It used to be. I think they moved it over to um, Spirit Park. Okay. Which is um, kind of the area with the old, like, um, on the other side of the... Uh, like exactly opposite of where we are pretty much yeah on the other side of on the other side of the stadium in the um lucky day lucky day dorm and all that i believe so yeah over yeah, in that area right. yeah yeah super cool spot over there yeah um so anyway um know where you're gonna go know who's gonna be there um if you it, what we like to do is we like to load up a vehicle the night before and leave it find one of those spots highly recommended if you can find one of those spots to get to and um, last thing, if you're gonna have some, if you're gonna be cooking or you're gonna order food or whatever, which we're probably just gonna order something, don't call them on Friday night. You know, go ahead and make that order now. They'll have it ready for you and get out there and enjoy. But, but the big thing is just make sure that you get there. And if you want to do all this other stuff, you'll thank me later. And we usually this is the the episode every year. Do you remember last year for this first game? It was Jackson State. And we got there and set up, and then this this monsoon came out of nowhere. Oh my gosh! Right. And yeah, that was bananas. But usually, what we try to do for this game is we'll go around with the with the old iPhone voice note recorder. We'll talk to people, kind of get their ideas. And I have a question that I want to ask everybody, but we'll get to that in a little bit because I want to ask you first. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you see us out and about, you want to say something, just say hey. We'll uh, we'll try to get as many on as we can. We don't do it every game because it's a lot of damn editing <laughs> but we we do it uh, at least one game a year to kind of get the atmosphere usually this and homecoming so it'll be a good time i'm actually so if you can't make if you're in the jackson area and you can't make it out to the game i know there are some older folks and if my grandfather was still alive he'd be up there you know um watching it on the tube or the internet or however whatever he was doing but i'm gonna uh, wjtv in jackson from uh, noon to two is doing kind of like a college game day show this year that's right first game is going to be this game and i'm going to be on it so uh check it out if you are stuck in jackson set your dvr or whatever i don't know how it's going to go but i'm sure it'll be a good time Get do you sp- know where you guys are going to be set up yet i don't i don't know because i'm trying to like you know gonna have to get out there run by the tailgate go do that then come back and then throw down and you so. can't you, you, you can't miss the pregame uh shot well we've got i mean we've got about a four hour window before the game starts after that so i think we'll have enough time but we'll see cool man looking forward to uh you know going over there and doing my best to try to embarrass you a little bit well <laughs> you won't have to try hard i'm sure um but I mean, I'm just excited. I'm ready to get out there. I mean, I could go right. I could hang out there the next six days, and I'd, I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. I'd be a little stinky, but I'd be fine. We did. So I talked about this last week. You you did the interview last week, which, by the way, was terrific. Thank you, uh, Jay Ladner. 
even though it's not basketball season, it's still, you still kind of got, um, it still was excellent to listen to. There's not a, I don't think there's a bad time to interview that guy. Not at he, all. Uh, he, and he just jumped on and rolled with it. You know, they actually had a recruit. I mean, I'll be told here, they had a recruit in town and, um, he really just made time for us. I told him, look, we can do this later. We can do that. He said, no, I've always wanted to do it. Let's do it now. I said, well, look, if you need 10 minutes, 30 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever you need, we can do. He said, man, whatever you want, let's just roll with it. And we did. And we even had some difficulties, and it was cool for me to call him back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he did roll with it, man. He, I, I, I think he had some fun with it. Um, I think there's maybe some some of the part of the interview uh, everybody's probably heard before. Um, so we tried to mix it up right there at the end, and he was cool with it. And, uh, you know, just we kind of mentioned it on there, but what a good fit. He's just he's just the right fit and the right kind of guy. Might take just a, a little a couple years to to get everything going, but if anybody can do it, that guy can do it. So we need to get to talk about this last week. I talked about it last week. Um, the new concession pricing mm. slash beer and light wine sales. Beer. Uh, so let's talk about the concessions first because this is going to be in effect for this first game. I'm assuming. Um, so that the, the fans can enjoy the new fan-friendly pricing on options when visiting the concession stands in the stadium. $2 hot dogs, $3 hamburgers, $3 pretzels, $3 cheese and nachos, $5 funnel cakes, $3 large popcorn, $1 small popcorn, $3 20-ounce water, and a $2 16-ounce fountain Coke. In addition, if you have your mug, if you got your mug from the ticket office, you can bring that in and get unlimited refills. 30 bucks all season long and you can get refills for like 49 cents at Keith's Superstores mm-hmm. in and around the region. So that's pretty cool as well. But I know this is something you've been clamoring about for a long time. Obviously, we're going to lose some revenue from from the price cut, but hopefully we can make up for it with the volume. How many times did you go to the concession stand and buy stuff? I probably went like, honestly, I probably went once or twice last season. I did, Actually, I went over, I walked over and got some Chick-fil-A Mm-hmm. Once, right. but as far as going to actual concession stand, probably twice. I have to be really hungry to pay for like seven dollars for a hot dog or right. something, right? Or and, right. And, and the cokes and all that. And I, I get it. Uh, you go to other stadiums, you're going to pay a lot. And it's not that I didn't ever want to. Uh, I, I disagree with it, but it kind of got out of control. Whenever you have dollar night, dollar hot dog night at Reed Green, we might we might have gotten beat by thirty five, but there is a line, you know, around the. You know, there's so many more tickets that were purchased. Um, Nobody's complaining, right? So just and, and it's I think it's a nice fair price now. Um, the beer is probably going to be expensive, but you know what? You're not selling beer to get people hammered. You're selling beer to make money. So I'll be one of those people buying the beer. I'm if they're like eight, nine, ten bucks, I'm probably not going to buy like seven of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I have like at the Superdome and stuff. Good gosh, some of those bowl games that last like four plus hours. I don't even know what me and my wife spent on beers during those games. But um, but it's great. The, the beer thing, man, it's way overdue. I never thought it was going to happen, but uh, it did. I still kind of don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I hope that one of those eight designated spots finds its way to the end zone. I feel like it will. Um, I feel like it will too. I'm 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 kind of concerned about the family fun zone. I, I get it. It's. Ugh. I'll be just dis- if there's not one in the end zone, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, because because it's such a hassle to have to go over to the home side and surely there will be something over there. I, I just, I don't, you know, there's a lot of people that sit in the end zone 
and have been there. I've been in my seats since the end zone opened. Mm-hmm. I was one year later. Yeah. So I mean, mm-hmm. and I don't. I mean, I think the family. I think the family fun zone or whatever is great. I think it's awesome. But I hope that doesn't compromise the experience for the rest of us. And I'm, I mean, that's just speculation. I don't know that it even will. I mean, um, Brad Smith said it's all about getting the family of four excited and buying season tickets now. So when those kids grow up, all of a sudden they're buying the tickets and it just sure, creates sure. this circle of whatever, uh, yeah. which makes sense. They happen to pick uh, our area <laughs> <laughs> right. to where to do that, but I'm, but I, I've, I've got one. Right. So right. Um, I can kind of see everybody's point of view, but I'm not going to, we're not going to, it's not like I'm going to stop, you know, trying to get in the other team's head. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, earmuffs might be required. Uh, maybe I'll tone it down a little bit language wise. I think we've toned but, it down a little bit the past couple of years, but I can still be as loud as I want to be. Yeah. We yeah, encourage that. Yeah. If anything, heck, there's a bunch of kids running around. That might be loud enough. You ever been yeah. to the Olive Garden? <laughs> <laughs> That's all there is. <laughs> well, I'm curious to see how it goes. I think it's a great idea. I just hope that it's, I'm more worried about the family funds on than I am the beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, say, if you're gonna have a family fun zone with all these kids running around, you better you're have. You're gonna beer. have to need the beer, yeah. <laughs> um, well, something else I want to say about the beer and light wine sales. So, I think for the most part, the response has been very positive. I haven't seen very many instances where it's been negative. So, I will see. You'll see some posts on social media. I have not seen any from anyone who is a true Southern Miss fan that comes to the games. I, you see you see comments, I can't believe they're doing this. You click on the profile page, it's them with an Alabama shirt on. Or you click on the profile page and it's like, I haven't seen it from, from real Southern Miss fans because if you're being, if you have a problem with somebody drinking around you, you are pretty naive. You've been naive <laughs> for the past, since the, the, the facility has been opened and even before that. I mean, there's always been alcohol on campus there's always been alcohol in the stadium <laughs> there's i mean it's right. one of those things so i totally understand people wanting a, a good family atmosphere and and uh you know not wanting to get upchucked on or not going to get any fights or anything like that but there's not a lot that's really going to change no. the people that are complaining about this are the same people that complained about the tax yeah the same people that probably have n- never stepped foot on campus right but love to sit behind that keyboard Yep, and and and, and it's still a, a, at least the response that I've seen has been overwhelmingly positive. Same. Uh, the couple people that you know, have negative comments, they tend to talk, comment a lot. Right. But still the same people. Well, they're doing it. Yeah, it's it's not it's not it's not Southern Miss people. I, I haven't seen anything from somebody that's a legit that I that I'd be like, okay, this person has a vested interest in Southern Miss. And, you know, everybody has a right to their opinion. I get it, but at the same time, you can't have to take them with a grain of salt. I think you know, once this gets going, I think it's going to be fine. I don't really, you know, people are like, are oh, you going to, have to be? they're going to have extra security there. It's not like it's not going to happen. Um, the only thing different is that Southern Miss is going to be making some money off of it. Exactly. Which is great. It, I mean, it's not like uh, all of a sudden there's going to be alcohol, like you said. Right. I mean, the only difference is that it's, um, you, you can monitor it better. Yeah. If that guy is stumbling up to the counter, he didn't get served. Freezing are taking a whole month to train people, right? So, I mean, and have you ever been to any other sporting event ever? Ever, 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 ever. Um, every single minor league baseball park or major league baseball park or any other, any kind of professional sport, I think, all sell it. 
We've been advertising it at The Rock for the longest time, you know? I think Budweiser and Miller, there's 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 signs up for them, right? Are there? Yeah, there have been. Okay. So, like, I think. I don't know. I don't remember seeing any. <laughs> Maybe I was just, I was dreaming. I think I've seen some in the program in the past. Maybe that's it. But the point is, it's not, I mean. But if, but if you can put it in the stadium now, that's more revenue. Right. You know, um, I think that the, the, the word is that uh, Stokes Distributing got the bid on this. So you will have. Now, what does that mean? Is that the local? Is that the local beers? Not necessarily. That's the okay. beers that they cover. So you're talking uh-huh. about Miller Lite, Coors. That's good. Um, you're talking. I think they've got New Belgium. They've got some beers like that. You know what my favorite beer is? Susie B? A cold one. A cold one. There you go. Yeah. A free one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm a. I, I drink, you know, Miller Lite. So yeah. pro light, that's kind of my go. I'm not worried about these people, man, that, that have a problem with it. I just, I just uh, don't yeah. care. It, it's inconsequential to me. I, I, I heard somebody talk about it. I was just like, you just, just stop. This is, this is a great thing. I don't think there's going to be any. I don't think you're, you're not going to have any additional hiccups that you wouldn't have already had. Mm-mm. They're, they're taking the first month off to train the staff, mm-hmm. doing ID checks. So when you go up there and get your beer, they're going to give you a wristband. It means they checked your ID. So you will have to have that on to be able to get it. They're not. They 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 have to be mindful of over-serving people. You can only purchase two beers at a time. You won't be able to go up there and buy a six pack or a bucket or whatever. Right. You know. So, um, I, I think this will. I I I don't uh, anticipate any additional hiccups. I think everything's going to be rather smooth, and I think it's going to be. Um, I think it's gonna, I think it's going to add to the atmosphere. I think it's going to keep butts in the seats. I think it's going to keep. It's gonna. I think it'll bring some people in. You know, it'll keep my butt in the seat during halftime. Which, by the way, you can't leave the rock now and come back in. Right. Which we've always done at halftime. Gone out and had a quick beer or whatever, and came back in. Um, you won't be able to do that. And but that's, that's just <laughs> that's me being spoiled and Southern Miss fans being spoiled up to this point. Yeah, you I've can't never, leave anywhere else and I've come never back done in. Done it at a Saints game. You can't. When I tell people that might come into town uh, for a game, they've never been to a Southern Miss game, and we leave, they're like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Well, I mean, we can come right back in. Yeah. What? They can't believe yeah. it. So before anybody <laughs> goes taking a Twitter about that and these these you know, these negative people that we were talking about earlier, um, I, I, we really have just been spoiled. I wonder if they're going to start that for this first game, or if that's not going to start till the second game. Mm. I would imagine that it would start the first game. I would think so too. It's, I guess it's, it's just going. I guess it really is irrelevant. Just play it by ear and just see what happens. But I mean, I'm fine. I'm 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 gonna stay the whole game. I'm I'm looking forward to it. So <laughs> we got the game coming up this week. We got Southern Miss and Alcorn State, and this is an Alcorn team that they've. You know, since Jay Hopson took over a couple of years back, he's kind of put them back on the right track. Um, they're probably going to be a little more stout than the Jackson State State team we saw last year. Mm-hmm. On the flip side of that, I think we're a little more stout than the team that showed up last year. So um, I anticipate a good game. I don't think that Vegas has put on an official line, but one of the online sites had us at about a 28-29 point favorite. So, I think that's fair. Well, Alcorn can uh, Alcorn Alcorn's got a really good quarterback. I was trying to look up his name. I know we previewed him before, but their quarterback is one of those guys that if you leave them uh if you, it's kind of a team that if you leave them in the game for a while, 
he's a guy that can be a huge difference maker. Um, I think he's a senior quarterback. He's played a lot of football. Noah Johnson. No, that's it. That's it. Noah Johnson. So um, he's put up numbers. Uh, like we mentioned in an earlier episode, I think they scored over 30 points, like five or six games last year. One game they scored 78. I know it was against a nobody, but it's hard to score 78 against like a like air, right? So all that being said, Southern Miss should absolutely roll <laughs> in this first game. And if, if nothing more than just defensively, we're, we're absolutely loaded. We have – a few question marks here and there, but for the most part, this team we have, um, even if they're young, they're experienced from last year. So it's really hard to find a whole lot of uh, ways that, in my opinion, that Alcorn is going to be able to stay on the same field with Southern Miss outside of just the, the quarterback just having absolutely just like a Steve McNair type day or something. So I don't know. Steve's brother, Fred, the head coach of the Alcorn State Braves. Um, their losses last year, they lost 41 to nothing at Georgia Tech. Um, they had a loss in, what, five overtimes to Alabama State. They had a loss, a 10-point loss to New Mexico State. Um, the rest of the games they rolled in. Uh, like you mentioned, they played Louisiana College 78 to nothing. Yeah. Woo. I mean, who is Louisiana College? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, how many points is 78? Like That's quite a bit. All of them. That's some right? PlayStation numbers, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, like you said, they were SWAC champions last year. Um, definitely going to build on that with what they have coming back. They have quite a few players on the preseason all-SWAC team. Look, they got five players on offense, three players on the first-team defense, uh, four players on the second-team defense, the kicker and the punter, which is the same guy. Um, so... Yeah, they're definitely they're definitely going to be more game than what we saw last year. But you got to think this game is going to mean a lot to them, and it's going to mean a lot to us, given this is where Hop just came from. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Hop still has a place in his heart for Alcorn, and he always will. Uh, but yeah, there's there's no doubt. I mean, not only is it the first game, but they would love to come here where he kind of you know left them for here. Right. We think for good reason. They probably don't. Um, so if, if we were in their shoes, I, I could not wait to get here and play this football game against my old guy that left me for, you know, the better model or whatever. Yeah. So, six hour, I mean, six days, four hours and 46 minutes from right now. <laughs> I see the countdown on the Alcorn site right here. <laughs> they, they are projected to win the East Division in the SWAC, you know, I guess according to the media. So, but I like playing Alcorn, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, and that being said... Jackson State was fun last year. Had a great game. You know, when we played them back in 2002, I was like, I hope we never play them again. But last year, fans were great. Uh, Alcorn's always been great. I've always been enjoyed cutting it up with them. And, and you know, uh, band's a lot of fun to watch. So I think it's going to be a great atmosphere in the rock. Hopefully we can pack it out. I think ticket sales are going really good. I think so. I kind From of like- all indications. I think the, uh, what is it, the east? Uh, the east side, student side? I think I think maybe the east and the west. Last I looked, the the, the bottom section on both sides was completely sold out. Oh, really? Uh, the top side it was you know it's got like that weird different colors of yellow, yeah, or gray. There's like some gray, a lot of yellow, but very little like dark yellow. Yeah, so that means there's some that have been sold there. So, and heck, that was probably two weeks ago. And we have we have a ton of walk-ups anyway. Yeah, the weather's gonna be good. Alcorn's gonna be formidable. Um. You mentioned the weather. Mm-hmm. There is it's going to be good. 
it, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm saying this to kind of per, to kind of clarify. So there is a tropical system out in the Atlantic right now. Has the potential to make it into the Gulf. That being said, that will not take place by this Saturday. If it does, it'll be early next week. So, and it, it may, you know, watch. It may go hit Shane Lott. You know, which I wouldn't blame it. <laughs> happy birthday, by happy the way, birthday, to Shane. Happy birthday, Shane. Happy birthday, indeed. Uh, happy birthday to Norman Price as well, the Carolina Panther. Well, he's got to share a birthday with Shane. I know, right? Well, hey, they're up both in Carolina. Maybe they can throw a party or something. Hmm. Good times. <laughs> so, let's talk about the Southern Miss team a little bit. We've talked all offseason about, you know, how we thought the different things were going to shake up. Tomorrow will be the first press conference in which we will have the first depth chart released, the first official depth chart released. I would take it with a grain of salt. I mean, there's some positions that have been solidified, Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of positions where there's going to be a lot of guys playing this year. You you know? Well, yeah, we were talking about a little bit about it earlier before we started. Um I know we're going to get to it later, but when you're, you like when you're talking about who may, might be like the best player on each side of the ball, um, there's so many groups that you might have to say um, this entire group of players, right? Right, right. <laughs> like the wide receiving. Qu- I mean, who, who do you say is the best wide receiver that we got? On paper, you'd have to say Quez, but right? You, you've got guys that do different things, you know. Um, well, let's talk. Let's let's go through the positions, but first, let's just kind of give our our breakout players, offensive and defensive MVPs, and the like. We kind of do that just for fun in the beginning of every season. So let's start with the, the offense. Uh, the offensive MVP for the season. You had to, if you had to pick one person, you thought it was going to be who? Well, who would you say? Well, first of all, I hope this goes a lot better than it did last year for us. <laughs> right? Yeah. Two years uh, ago, I think we did pretty good. But yes, last, we did last great. Year, last year, we're, we're, so far, we're we're one and one. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm picking it. Um, well, for offensive, as you say, offensive, offensive, Let's offensive start with the MVP, and this is it's going to have to. I'm still not in love with this guy, but I hope that it happens that he's the offensive MVP because if he if he is, that means that um, he's had one heck of a season, and he's going to have the ball in his hands every single snap, and that's uh, Jack Abraham. Still not 100% sold on Jack. Uh, but I, everybody knows that he can do it. He's put up numbers everywhere he's ever been. He's super duper accurate. Um, and so I guess my pick is going to be Jack because um, I think he's got all the potential to do it. I, and I think he wants to do it. You know, after that uh, that interview that you had with him, um, it, there's something different about Jack this year, I think. And, uh, and maybe I said he went through like maybe his, his one maybe subpar season he's ever had in his life. And it ticked him off. <laughs> so I, th- I think yeah. I think that I'm, I'm hopeful that it's going to be Jack. And and if it is, then that means great things for Southern Miss. You had, you know, to be fair to him, he got thrown into a situation last year mm-hmm. that uh, wasn't necessarily ideal. Uh, right. You had an offensive line that showed up out of shape. Mm-hmm. You had some issues up there. You had a you had an offensive coordinator that if it got to be third and 15, he was going to let the quarterback run it up the middle. I mean, you just, (laughs) you had, um, it wasn't the ideal circumstances, but he's got a year of experience. You know, I went back when I was watching the things um, yesterday, watching the highlights, you know, Jack throws best when he's not under pressure. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a big key to his success this year. Or it's also going to be how he handles the pressure. If he's able to step up in the pocket or if he's able to, you know, scramble just enough to get the ball off or, or get the ball away without having to um, without having to take the sack, you know, things like that, that your your 
hit of your quarterbacks like your Nick Mullins were, were able to figure out. You know, you're going to have interceptions. It's just part of the game. But he was the most accurate passer in college football last year. I know some of those were shorter, but if it's so easy, why aren't more quarterbacks throwing shorter and getting those numbers, you know? Very good point. So I, I think that he definitely – I agree with you. If I had to pick someone just to be contrarian – I wouldn't necessarily, I, you know, this is not really fair, but I'm going to say the whole offensive line because I think the season is going to hinge on how they perform. We've got some new guys up front. We've got some size. we got some depth. we got some guys that showed up in shape. I mean, I think the shape of the team, the offensive line this year is really good. I think the physicality of the offensive line is really good. we got some fresh. we got some true freshmen that can go out there and squat 500 mm-hmm. pounds. You know, it's like we got some we got some hosses mm-hmm. up there. Sure. Um, as Hop would say, they got a, you know, Got a mean streak in them. I think I think we got some hogs up there, and I think that regardless of, um, I think Jack obviously is going to be the most important player. But um, next to that, I think the offensive line uh, equally as important. I think the biggest thing about the offensive line is just the amount of them that we have. Yeah, I mean they're all good players too. Don't get me wrong, but and and we do have a lot of young players that are going to be around for. I mean, offensive line is pretty much set depth wise for at least the next couple of years. Yeah, which we hadn't had that in a decade. Right. Uh, there's times we couldn't even practice because a few offensive linemen were banged up, so you can't get them out there and run any kind of scrimmage and then just not have any offensive linemen for the game. Yeah. So, and, and that's not a joke. That's not me, you know, uh, that's not hyperbole. Right, <laughs> that, right. That, that was the actual situation. So, everything does hinge on that offensive line. Probably Jack, probably the running, I mean, probably everything. Um, but the good thing is we got plenty of them. And we do have some senior some some senior leadership as well. Pollard's still there, right? Um and Pollard's come a long way. Yeah. Dorbeck. Dorbeck's still there. Dorbeck's healthy. Gainer. Yeah. So we do have a lot of youth, but it's not like we don't have any upperclassmen. Right. So maybe that's uh, maybe that kind of goes hand in hand. All right. So offensive side of the ball, breakout player. Do you have a do you have a breakout player pick on the offensive side of the ball? I do. And it's gonna be a bit of a reach, but this guy did score a touchdown. In the spring game, and he looks the part. He looks like he can go up and, and get some balls and be used in that goal line situation. Is Will Potowski, right? Tight end. Um, senior. So this is his last time here. If you're ever going to make a mark, this is the year to make a mark. And we might have an offensive coordinator that recognizes there's a tight end on the football field this year. So, um, you know, hopefully he gets in the game a little bit and, and, and has a and has a uh, – I tell you what, if he does have a breakout type of season, this is going to be an awesome segment for me. <laughs> you know, you, you, the tight end position is a little weird right now. I don't really know how it's going to play out. He's definitely in the mix. Right. Uh, you got Ray Ladner, uh, Narikas Driver, mm-hmm. um, Luke Baker, true freshman. That's, that's going to be a stud there one day. Mm-hmm. You don't have the guy. You have some guys that can block. You have some guys that can catch. You don't really have the, the combo guy that does both very well. Yep. Obviously, all of them can do both. But as far as having an elite player at that position right now, we just don't have it. But I'm sure we can make do with what we have. I'm going to go with Neil McLaren. I think that Neil is is poised for a breakout year. Uh, I guess, too, you know, a lot of these positions, we, we didn't mention running backs because there's a, a committee of them. Right. You know, you, you, wide receiver, there's a committee of them. But I think Neil is kind of um, – I think his head's right. I think he's going to be in, – in, and he had a great spring game as well. Made some ridiculous catches. If you recall that game last year against Louisiana Tech, mm-hmm. where he got hit across the middle, he pretty much just bowled over the defensive back. He just took it over to the end of the end zone. Yeah, and what should have been about a twenty, you know, he should have been stopped about fifteen yards shorter than where he was. 
but just off his will and determination and athletic ability, he was able to take it to the end zone. A couple of other guys that could be breakout players, a couple of true freshmen. Chris Scruggs had an excellent um, spring. Mm -hmm. He's a guy that should contribute as a freshman. And Dee Baker, the speedy back out of Northwest Rankin. You have to uh, – there's – and as far as the speed goes with D, um, when you're probably the fastest guy on the football team, there's you can, it's hard to not find a place where speed doesn't uh, factor into you getting some playing time. Right. It's, it's never – you're never going to hear a guy say, I don't know, man, he's just too quick. Right? Even though he is a little, a little slight, um, that's where – and that's where that, that four-game thing comes in. I mean, he can, he can have snaps in four different games and still receive a red shirt. Um, so that's one of those positions where you're so deep. Um, that would be huge if he could do that. Can you only do that once? You can only do that once, right? Have the red shirt because you played in four games. And there's another a, one. It's got to be medical. It's got to be medical, right? Yeah. So good deal. I mean, who knows? What, is, is that going to get him, you know, returning some kicks? going to get him like in, in spot situations um, or maybe just a change of pace every now and then. I don't know. But, but yeah, that, that, that speed is electric. And if you're the fastest guy on the team, you're probably going to play a little bit. All right. Defensive MVP. Who you got? Booth. Rakeem Booth. Yeah, absolutely. I don't even know it's what else fair. to say. He, he's 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 uh, the redshirt junior out of Bassville, Mississippi. Uh, you interviewed him at Media Day. He is super intimidating. I didn't even, after I shook his hand and he broke like every bone in my hand. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he's he, kind of a gentle giant kind of guy is, too. He's very he is, and um, but he's he's uh, well, his numbers just speak for themselves last year, uh, and and he's everywhere. Um, he he can do so much. That you know he's going to be involved in so many plays, and he's, and honestly, somebody else might have a better year because they're going to funnel stuff away from him. Um, so, I, you know, but I I can't think of anybody else that's going to make more of an impact off the top of my head really than than Booth will. I'm going to go with Kyle Hemby. You know, Kyle's a guy, another guy that we had on the show. I was a fan of his game before then. I was a huge fan of him after then. Just his demeanor, um, just his attitude. And, and, you know, Hop said that they thought when they recruited him, he was the best defensive back in, in, in junior college. Um, and, and he definitely showed that last year. There's just a swagger about this defensive mm-hmm. backfield this yep. year. The whole pick six mafia, there's an attitude, there's there's a lot of experience. And you had a lot of guys, well, we didn't have much experience last year. And they still had a solid season. So now that we have some experience, we have some depth, you lose Picasso, which, you know, Picasso's a big loss, but we definitely had some guys that could can step up and fill um, his position from a leadership and attitude uh, and, and swagger. But I think Kyle is is NFL bound at the sooner rather than later, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, he's poised for a big season. So both those guys, no reason they shouldn't be um, both first-team all-conference at the end of the year, and may perhaps one of them will be the defensive MVP of the league as well. Absolutely. Kyle, hey, big time playmaker on every you know preseason list imaginable. <laughs> so everybody knows a lot about him. Super dude, hungry guy, and um, ready to get after it. So I'm not going to go through all the different positions. I, you know, the defensive, I mean, excuse me, the depth chart will be released tomorrow. Um, have an idea about who's going to be where, but there's some, there's some of the positions, you know, uh, one of the tackle spots on the offensive line, um, you know, some of the defensive line, how they're going to shake out, where they're going to put everybody. They've been cross-training players at different positions, mm-hmm. whether it's guys playing tackle and guard or guard and center. Um, 
receivers in different spots. The receivers I have, I mean, there's several guys that could be named starter, and it w- I wouldn't be shocked. You know, you kind of have it. Okay, you think Quez is probably going to start. You would imagine Adams or Tim Jones. You yeah. imagine Neil McClark. I mean, like, I don't know who they're going to throw out there. And, but I don't think it matters because they're going to rotate them in and out as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the starter is probably just going to be a starter, like, on paper. Right. You know? Um, but when you start talking wide receiver. The Michael long, Harris? You got to have him in the yeah, slot? Yeah, I mean, like, how. Yeah, how long in the conversations does it take to get to Jalen Adams? Who and, might be and, the best player we get? I mean, it might be the best one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jordan Mitchell. Jordan Mitchell, um, yeah. A, a career just riddled with injuries. But, every, I mean, was it uh, three years ago? He had a touchdown catch against Nebraska. Yeah. Um, where he just shook off everybody in the world and forced his way in the end zone. And, um, of course, everybody knows what Quez did last year. and made his grades and got back. Um Jordan Mitchell, Trevor, Trevor Terry, Neil McLaurin, who you remember uh, when we interviewed uh, Coach Sullivan, he he couldn't say any, uh, enough of nice things about Neil. Um, and Neil was a guy last year that was still kind of learning the position. I mean, he really didn't move to receiver until he got to Southwest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having a year at this level under his belt. Scotty Walden's your wide receiver coach. You know, having a year under his belt at this level, I think, is, is going to pay dividends. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's it's I don't want to say flip a coin and right. put people out there, but I don't think you could go wrong and, if you did that. And it, you you probably have eight or nine guys on the defensive line that could sure. start. Same I mean, situation. I think they have an idea about who they're going to list as the starters, but they'll probably have some whole. I mean, they'll probably run guys out wholesale at times. Same with the linebackers, you know. You know, I'm very interested to see. You mentioned the uh, defensive line and. Uh, I want to see how those new how the new guys are going to do. I know they're one year guys, but Torrance Brown and uh, Whittington put in reverse Terry. Yeah, I mean, are are they going to just are they going to dig in and uh, and just really show some leadership? You know, they played a lot of football in their day. Uh, Torrance Brown, you know, played at Penn State for all those years. Um, It's so interesting to add people like that, and and Whittington was all swag, I believe, right? Right. So um, that's got to be weird for that first game for him. Coming from Alcorn. You're right. Super weird. Yeah. Very first game. That's another storyline, a little byline or whatever. So, um, I think he's a guy that, that uh, might have NFL potential, and I think that he's trying to maximize that. Yeah. The problem is you get a logjam up there. I mean, mm-hmm. you got, there's so many guys. I mean, can you, do you not play Jacques Turner? Do you, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things like you got all these guys. And Landry. Some, Landry. Yeah. Sykes. Andrew Cole even, you know, has had a, a solid camp. So, yeah, I, I don't know who's going to shake out where. We should have we should know tomorrow where they have them penciled in at. But even then, I think week to week it's going to vary. I mean, if you if you get uh, up against a team that has a very very large line, then you got to where you can put three four three hundred pound mm-hmm. guys up there up front. Dawson, yeah, Nick Dawson's another. I mean, sure. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. Just. <laughs> it's a lot. Well, it's, it's, it's the same thing with, with the wide receiving group. Right. And honestly, I mean, to a lesser degree, but probably the running backs. Yeah. Um, super. I mean, I, is, is it that we have so many good players, or is it that we haven't had any depth for like a decade that we think that we're so loaded in these spots? That's a fair question. You know? It, and it may not – and, you know, everybody gets excited in the preseason. You really don't know how it's all going to truly shake out mm-hmm. until you step, step on the field. But I will say that of all this potential we're talking about with the O-line and the running backs, uh, we have to get some yardage out of our running backs this year. 
Absolutely. I mean, through maybe three quarters of the season last year, it was almost non-existent. Right. Then Travinsky Mosley looked like Alvin Kamara all of a sudden. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we've added some good players, but at the end of the day, fake Jay, um, we have to have some production out of the running backs, which will help the O-line, which will help Jack, which will, you know, loosen up the coverage for Quez. I mean, does it, you want to say it all starts with the O-line or the running game or a combination of both? I don't know. I think a lot of it starts with the O-line mm-hmm. because I think that the, the running backs we started the year with last year, I think, you know, if you if you recall, we couldn't run the ball at all against Jackson State. Nope. So there were problems that uh, that were there at that time, and and I think it did start up front, and I think there was a different mentality up front, and I think that uh, you know there's some, I mean, we saw them. At, gosh, there's some big old boys up front. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that shakes out and how they perform and and how they and and also with with the team as a whole in a lot of these positions, especially where there's a lot of youth, it's going to take some time before they truly gel and you get to see what they're really about. Sure. I mean, we start getting into conference season, then we may have a pretty good idea about, you know, how we truly are going to perform, you know. But did we even mention Steven Anderson a little while ago when we were talking about running backs? We didn't. <laughs> you see yeah, what I'm saying about the yeah, depth? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we talked about D. Baker a lot. Yeah. And didn't mention Steven Anderson, who might be the best back on the team. I Maybe. Think, I think they're going to play H back a little bit, too. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great problem to have. Mm-hmm. Great problem to have. So, okay. So, we were talking about, you know, we do the episode every year for the first game. We go around and we talk to people. We never really have, like I said, agenda with these things. It just kind of flows. We like to get people, either Southern Miss fans, former players, people with a story, mm-hmm. just kind of make it interesting and basically give the, the listeners and the fans that can't make it to the games a little bit of a taste of the atmosphere. Right. So we're going to do that. But I have a question for you. This kind of adds a little bit of a little weight to it. So hypothetical question. So let's say if you had a chance to win $1 million, if you get it right, what would your prediction be for this season? Hmm. Regular season. Now you don't not, not Okay. 12 so, games. 12 games. Nine and three. Nine and three. That's what I would say. I'm not going to pick which three we're going to lose. No. Because th- there's one that I'm going to pick that is I th- that I think is going to be a super lock, and um, you know we're going to lose about 15 or something, right? Right. right. Uh, so I don't want to pick game by game. We've done that in the past. I don't think, I'll, I, but I do. I think I think nine is what I'm expecting. I wouldn't be disappointed with eight. I don't think. I think anything less than eight, it starts to get into disappointing land for me. Sure. With, with this group, of, with this barring injury and all that. Yeah. Um, but I think nine is a fair number. I think ten, in my eyes, might be a bit of a reach. I don't think it's un, it's not doable or not attainable. But so yeah, I, when I think, you start getting into ten, when you start getting into ten wins, you're talking about probably having close to a perfect conference season, mm-hmm. which we haven't done since 2003. And and these conference games that we have this year. Are tough. Yeah, we got tough, and we have one less home game. Yeah, nine's pretty big. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree. So I'm gonna say nine and three. I I, I feel pretty comfortable saying nine and three. And I think that just asking you what your prediction is, you could either get really really fanboy with it, or you could get really really like overly negative to try to compensate. For yeah. what you oh well I thought we'd go six and six so anything better is a you know good thing you know sure 
So I think adding that, okay, if, you, if there was money on the line that you would win, I think it adds a little weight to the question. It's like if you, because if, if I had to, if I had to pick, and it was like there was money on the line, and I had to get really serious about it and objective, I think nine and three would be where I'd put all my chips. Yeah, and I, I agree. I think anything less than eight wins will be a disappointment. Um, I think anything more will be gravy. You know, and and as far as getting to that nine, some of those naysayers might be listening to this. It might say, you know, six max. Our defense is really good. I don't. Our defense is really, really. It's a game like, uh, even though I know Alabama's awesome. Yeah. And then it spreads up there in the forties, man. Yeah. Can you see us giving up forty-seven points and not scoring anything? Yeah. I, I, I it's just hard for me to imagine. Our defense is going to be so good that I don't think we're ever going to be out of a lot of games. We might win some close games. Yeah. A la Jeff Bauer days. Right. Um. I, last year. Yeah. Won some close ones, lost some close ones. Some maybe it's a wash. We're what like seven points away from whatever you know yeah. like the conference title. Um, and with and with the issues that we had last year to still have be that close, you know. Looking back on it, last year was remarkable. We talked about Jack a little bit. Jack was third string until Keon left, and then Griggs just got screwed, right? Yeah. Basically, so he was thrown in there. So. And and before I mean, and then you take out, then you take away, uh, you know, he, the guys that had been getting the reps at running back, both of them were gone by the third, fourth game, pretty sure. much. So then you got a, a redshirt freshman and a true freshman running back with an out of shape O line. With an out of shape O line, how in the world do we win six games? Yeah, <laughs> defense played solid. You know, it's I, I think it's I think it's you know, at the end of the day though, these are these are high, these are college kids. Playing a game, you know, disappointment's going to, there's not a team in the country that doesn't have disappointment except for maybe one every two or three years. You know, it's, it's disappointment's going to happen. Um, hopefully we get a little few more surprises this year. Hopefully we get a few more uh, in our favor, but it feels like it just, it has a better last year going into this. I think I said that I think we have, um, I think if we have a winning season, I'll be right happy. Yeah, I think six was the floor. I think like eight was the ceiling last year. Right. And we ended up six and five and didn't play a game, so who knows what happened there. Yeah. But uh, this year there's more buzz, and we're just better. We're a better football team. More experienced football team. We have better players than we did last year. I know we lost Picasso. That's kind of it. And Picasso's in the NFL right now, and I don't even think he was the best D-back we had last year. If that tells you the kind of talent. Yeah. I mean, he's awesome. He's a great player, don't get me wrong. But I, I think sure. that we have some other guys that are, at worst, a, an equal player to what Picasso was, in my opinion. So, speaks volumes for our defensive backfield. A little bit of non-football news before we shut it down. Former Southern Miss offensive coordinator Blake Anderson lost his wife Wendy to uh, her a two, after a two-year battle with breast cancer. So, thoughts, prayers, positive vibes, positivity to Blake. Super guy, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I you know you hate it for him, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you, you're glad that she's not suffering anymore because this has been something that's going on for a long time. And it was kind of a, a matter of when more than, you know, if. Yeah. Um, but, I, I, you know, great yeah. family. I, I just I wish him the best, and I hope that he – wishing nothing but good things for Blake Anderson, man. Just sure. a super guy. Also, Matt Walner promoted to uh, single A this week, heading to Cedar Rapids in the Minnesota Twins organization. So congratulations to Walner. Kind of knew this was coming. The opportunity. You ready to shut it down? Yeah, man. Uh, 
You guys, be sure you follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington and Jason at Bumper J Bailey on Facebook and Instagram as well. Got to give our shout outs. Shout outs to collegesportsunfiltered.com. So that Miss fans, go check them out. Check out the message board, Jibber Jabber. Shout out to the men of Sigma Chi, the Theta Delta chapter. Shout out to the men of Pi Kappa Phi, the Theta Alpha chapter. Shout out to our friends at the Courtyard by Marriott here in Hattiesburg. Jason, you got any shout outs? Um, yeah. Hey, uh, Steve Farmer, I got your cooler at my house. You owe me 40 bucks. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> hey, man, look, I got a lot of to the tops this week. Just just random to the tops. Like on Friday when I wore, you know, go gold Friday when you wear your shirt. Yeah. Um, a lot of times, I've even done it. I'm sure everybody listening has probably done it before, too, where you're walking by somebody and you say Southern Miss and you get nothing. <laughs> yeah. Or you say to the top and they just kind of look at you weird and maybe halfway, they don't know what to do. Um, well, it's getting more and more um, to where it's just happening to me more. I don't know if they know us from the show or whatever, if I'm just wearing the Southern Miss stuff too much. But uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy when somebody says to the top, so that was cool. And also, real quick, um, <laughs> a lot of people tell me, uh, ask me about Fake J this yeah. past week. They love the thing that you put out about, with the roster and all those names. Um, could not believe that it was you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doing both, this, both sides of it. So it's just, it's just nice to hear people that, that they listen, they like it. And um, I guess also, real quick, shout out to Coach Ladner for that interview last week. Um, very busy dude. Had a recruit in the house and took the time for like 45 minutes or an hour to sit down and answer my goofy questions. So shout out to Coach. Well, the show's been going well lately, man. I mean, this summer we're averaging a thousand listens at least an episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we only had one episode this summer that didn't that hasn't hit that yet. Or right. no, we had two. We've got two two episodes that haven't hit a thousand listens. Mm-hmm. Which you look at this time last year, that's pretty remarkable. <laughs> like three years ago, it was like seventy-five listens. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh wow, we're doing good. So yeah. we're getting a lot of run on this. Hey, let's give a shout out to Nick. We met this dude at the bar last night at uh, at Fuzzies. Yeah, he's good dude. That was good times last night. Fuzzies the and Four Street Bar. The, uh, kinesiology guy. Yeah, kinesiology <laughs> professor. We explained what to the top was. We explained. Yeah, he uh, good good guy. Yeah, great dude. I think he's gonna swing Southern by the cow. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It'd be good times. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to, um, if you want to support the show, check us out at Patreon.com/slash/ToTheTopTalk. Look for us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Give us a rating, give us a review, and whatnot. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, tell your friends. All right, Jason. In game week, I can't wait. Looking forward to it. Got a lot going on, but this is just like on the front of my mind all day, every day. I'm ready to get out there on Saturday. And have a good time and see some Golden Eagle fans and watch mm-hmm. some Golden Eagle football. Yeah. Hey, I'll say this real quick before we got to go. Um, if you're one of those people that has to work on Saturdays and you didn't realize the season was coming up and now it's just hit you all of a sudden, go ahead and start laying that groundwork to be sick on Saturday. <laughs> you can't show up Saturday morning like, boss, I can't make it. Right? So uh, Monday, Tuesday, maybe start coughing a little bit. Yeah. You know, like towards the end of the week, you, you know, you got a full on, uh, full on sweat. So. Yeah, go ahead and lay the groundwork early. We'll see you at The Rock on Saturday. That's pretty sneaky. I like it. (laughs) All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.